Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 227, NLP master trainer, hypnotherapist and transformational speaker, Sherry Farrow helps us to master our mindset through the power of self-suggestion. She reveals how the words we use have the ability to empower or disempower us. By rephrasing our language, we can improve the positivity of our experiences. Sherry shares tips to help you reframe obstacles into opportunity through the power of words. This is Sherry's version of Be The Drop. 2021 Reframed is a podcast miniseries delivered over episodes 227 to 230. The series delivers insights and tools to help you reboot your mindset and live your best life. Each of the four fabulous guests have provided a downloadable resource so you can build further on the tips they provide. Click the link in the show notes or visit the Narrative Marketing blog for more details. Sherry, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thanks, Amelia. It's great to be here with you. It's exciting because we're going to be delving into how we can look at reframing, reshaping, resetting and recharging the beginning of the year for 2021 um, and looking into that. Yes. And we're looking at, you know, the power of self-suggestion. But before right. we get into that, I'd love to learn a little bit more about Sherry and your story. So to do that, you've got an item of significance that you're going to explain to us. <laughs> That's right. So I got into understanding the power of self-suggestion through um, what I would classify quite a dysfunctional childhood that I carried with me for, you know, all through my adult life, always doing that finger pointing, blaming other people for why things weren't working out for me, you know, um, it's always someone else's fault. And it wasn't until I actually learned hypnosis and NLP that I realised, hang on, I'm responsible for my life, that um, it was an amazing experience because it, uh, it enabled me to take back my power. Like it was, it was a really empowering moment to realise that if I take responsibility for my life, where it is, I did that, draw the line in the sand and say, okay, yes, these things did happen to me. I can't change the fact. What I can now is no longer allow them to control my life from there. So um, it was that moment that was a real defining moment for me where I decided to create my life how I wanted to be, to create me as the person that I wanted to be rather than someone who was affected by what had happened to them. So that's just quickly sort of my story as to how I got to be where I am and, and why now I'm so passionate about training other people in learning how to be in control of their own mind, mastering their own mindset. And such an incredibly powerful story to set the scene and, and set the stage for what we want to talk about today in the fact that we're starting a new year 2020 was a challenging year for many oh, people in many ways absolutely <laughs> uh, but what we want to do is you know potentially draw that line in the sand and say yes 
2021, those challenges, the external challenges, COVID-19, and we can't control that. We can't change that. You know, in the similar way to the experiences of your childhood, you don't get to change that. But what you can do is go, okay, I'm, I'm going to draw the line in the sand for letting it control how I feel. So absolutely, I yeah. really wanted to, you know, start 2021 with these four episodes that are really focused on how we can do that. Now, for you, that, that power of self-suggestion is so important important in that process. Could you expand on that for us? Sure. Uh, I'd love to. In fact, I think one of the things that I learned and what what I teach people now is that language, like the words that we use are actually a measurement system. That's why they call it land gauge as in language. Yeah. So the words actually gauge our experience. So it's a case of understanding the words that we use and how those words have the ability to empower or disempower us. So as you were saying earlier about COVID, 2020 being that year of COVID and, you know, uncertainty and change and, you know, um, people being affected in many different ways throughout it all. Like I don't think there's one person that's had a similar experience per se. The way that we can get through this is actually change the way that we use words to describe that situation. For example, if you you get up in the morning, you go, oh, I'm so tired. And then through the day, you keep saying, oh, I'm so tired. Jeez, I feel tired. I'm tired. Those words, in fact, are ensuring that you do feel tired. So, so it's about reframing yourself with how you're saying it, using different words to gauge what's happening. And it can be as simple as saying, oh, you know, I could do with a little bit more sleep, but I'll get that tonight. It makes a massive difference to how then your psyche will react throughout the day as well. So same with events that happen in our life. It depends on how we measure that event with our words, how we gauge it as to how that then affects us. So the first step is basically paying attention to how, how are we referring to 2020? Like, you know, how are we referring to the effect that it has had on us? You know, if we're using words that are empowering, we're going to get through it a, a lot better than if we're using words that are really disempowering to us. So that's where the importance lays, like choosing your words carefully and mindfully so that they reflect how you want to feel rather than feeling you're controlled by the situation. Mm. I hope that makes sense. It does. It does. One question I would have in that, though, is how do we recognise the challenges and be respectful to the challenges and go, yes, there was challenges, there was difficulties, and reframe it in a more positive way? What's the balance there? Look, I loved a video that I watched recently. Um, DeWitt Jones actually did this video, and he said it's about putting on the lens of celebration. So having a look at doesn't matter how shitty a situation is, what is something that it can bring to you? What is something good about it? What is something that's right about that situation? And quite often through these challenges, and and we all know through COVID, like, you know, people reacted in many different ways and some businesses flourished. But it's not just being all positivity because I think we, we went through that era of positive affirmations and all of that. And it's not quite the same. I think what that era missed is the fact that words alone don't make the difference. It's the words and the feelings they evoke within you that make that massive difference. So looking for the silver lining, there is definitely similarities there, but it's also then looking, trying to find, yes, what you're celebrating and then using words to say, okay, so, and it's not about not acknowledging that we're going through, you know, turbulent times or times of change or whatever, but I prefer to say, you know, look for the good basically. And then structure your wording around that so that you get that feeling of, yeah, things aren't aren't great, but I'm feeling better now because I've found something that is of benefit to me. 
Mm. And the other thing that I'm thinking about as you're speaking is the permission piece. How do we give ourselves permission to put the celebration lens on so that we don't feel guilt maybe is it i'm not 100 percent sure we have a saying in nlp and it's one of the one of our core beliefs basically which is respect the other person's model of the world you know appreciating where they're coming from and adding to it so that they can actually see yeah you're enjoying working from home it's been really great being able to be here you know with the family or you know the the, the kids and stuff but we do seem to feel that we have to then say you know, like you said, feel guilty for the fact that we've made it work for ourselves. I think the thing is, is saying like to them, yeah, it's been a tough, it's been a tough year, you know, and if we really look at it, we can manage ways of maybe, maybe making it work for our, for us, you know. What I've done is, you know, change my working ways so that I can work from home. So, you know, I've tried to do the best that I can to make it work for me. Before I do any of my trainings, I actually get people to stand up and say, I'm allowed. And I see people not giving themselves permission and I do it myself. Then I think starting 2021, one thing I would really love to give myself and for listeners to think about is give ourselves permission to live 2021 unapologetically true to us, obviously being considerate to others. What do we do now with self-suggestion? How, how do we take this language? You know, what is it that we can say to ourselves so that we can change how we feel? Absolutely. I think the key to it, Amelia, is to actually get in touch with what is it that we do want? A lot of the time, you know, we'll say, I don't want 2021 to be, you know, a financial burden like 2020 may have been. You know, so we'll go on and we'll start using that as an affirmation. Well, I don't want it to be a financial burden. All we're looking at is things being hard. So it's about phrasing those words so they're looking at what you do want. So we know now that's what you don't want, but what is it that you do want? So it is about rephrasing, like you said, rephrasing, refocusing, you know, reframing it so that you can make 2021 the best year, you know, yet. Mm, So again, that's almost about, you know, the celebration lens again. So it's that is the power of positivity and the power of the reframing to really look at it from a different perspective and you know that's one of the best skills that we can have is actually giving ourselves the ability to actually zoom out you know literally be that fly on the wall looking at ourselves and going hey what else is there to see from this situation but we get so stuck on what's happening in the here and now that we forget to give ourselves that permission again to look beyond that to actually expand it and go okay what else is here that I haven't seen yet because I've been so focused on the situation but if I just zoom out a little bit what other answers are there what other solutions are there for what I'm experiencing and you know so in that reframing and we're using the language so we're giving ourselves permission and we're reframing and changing the language Mm -hmm. and how we speak to ourselves to change how we're feeling about ourselves you know and using words to really channel that experience and as you say we're going broader and looking at the bigger picture so what is that layer there about how words can then measure the experience yeah absolutely so if you think about any event in your life, for example, we have linked words to that event. So basically, um, ultimately, every event is neutral. There is no meaning to any event until we give it a meaning. And our meaning is based on our life experiences, our memories, like our values, our beliefs, all that sort of thing. So that all comes into it when we actually give it a meaning. But in fact, every event is neutral. So it's a bit like 2020, COVID happening and all that. It's actually a neutral event. It's until we place our own meaning on it with the words that we use, the measurement, how we gauge it, that then it becomes a something. 
And I think the key is realising that every event is neutral. If it is neutral, then what meaning do I want to give it rather than doing it automatically, being on autopilot and just going, oh my God, this is happening. These are the words I'm going to use, things that, you know, rather than going, you know, oh, well, this happened. Yeah, ultimately it wasn't the best thing. But then all these other good things happened as well. Mm. And it's interesting because you talked about the influence of other views and opinions and through the media and social media, you know, there is this feeling of overwhelm and we're being bombarded by opinions, which I think are often sensationalised. How in this process do we not get distracted? Great question. Great question. So through it, like through our trainings or we teach the um language of influence basically which we're being bombarded with all the time you know media social media everyone that's why i love people learning it because then they can see beyond what's actually being said they can be more objective with what's going on because they they've got the ability to be able to ask the questions and see things more clearly so i guess it's a case of you know when you hear something it's about asking yourself how do they know that or where did they get that information from and then we're in a position to make that decision for ourselves on how we want to react or what we want to do about it or what steps we want to take. Mm. So again, you know, it keeps coming back to what do we want? What do we think? How do we want to place that meaning on it? So it is an empowerment, but also a responsibility to say, I'm going to take charge of how I respond to this. I'm going to build my own reaction and not get caught in the hype, not sensationalize for the sake of sensationalization. Absolutely. And that was one of the biggest things that helped me, Amelia, is taking responsibility because it is damn hard to do that, to realise that, oh, hang on, I actually am responsible for my life. Like, you know, like I said, as a child, I couldn't control what happened so much, but now absolutely I can. But it's hard because it's much easier to point the finger and blame someone else when things aren't going right. It's much easier to say, you know, it was his fault, her fault, their fault that, you know, I'm feeling the way that I am or that my life isn't how I want it. So it was a very difficult thing, but actually taking that responsibility and going, you know what? Okay, so this happened to me today. What was my contribution to that? I mean, there's always other players, but it's not all their fault. Like, what was my contribution to that? You know, if I'm feeling overwhelmed by what's happening in the media, well, what's my contribution to that? It's not just their fault that I'm feeling this way. What have or haven't I done to benefit myself? So taking that responsibility does make a massive difference to your life because it shows you that you are in control because ultimately no one can make you feel anything that you don't want to feel because those buttons, you know, those buttons that make you angry or make you sad or make you frustrated, those buttons are an internal job. No one external of you can actually push those buttons. So my goal in my life now is going, okay, so this is happening I choose my response to that. I'm not going to let them or I'm not going to let situations or events now make me feel anything that I don't want to feel so that I can make a decision which is based on information, fact and and, and clarity. That's a big one. Like, you know, mm, mm. you know, the word that was in my mind as you were talking was strength. There's such an incredible strength in that ability to go, no one else can make me feel any particular way. I choose how I feel. I choose my response to that. And as you said, the importance in being able to reframe that, the important to understand that there's a, you know, a power and ability and a strength to do that is clarity. Absolutely. And that is the challenge. I mean, we're trying to unpick how we feel, what triggers us, what are our responses. Clarity is a challenging thing to achieve. It is, absolutely, until we realise that it's actually, it's our responsibility. Like, it's always there for us. And 
it's like everything like we have so many resources within us that we just haven't activated yet so and that comes through you know obviously personal development learning more about you and actually wanting to deep dive into that to clear what I call the bullshit stories you know that stop us from achieving what we want that enables us then to come from a place where everything we do is from a clear perspective. We do have clarity with it because we do know that we're responsible for it all. You know, we're taking on that like, and I do love the word that you use, it, it is a strength. And I know um, even for myself now, the strength that I feel of knowing that I am in charge. And, you know, when something bad does happen, it's knowing that, well, hang on, what can I do to change that? Because I don't want to be feeling that way about it. And you know, there is a lot of, I guess, fear being instilled in people, which is really, really sad because people don't need that. You know, for, for a lot of people, life is tough anyway, you know, so to have more of that fear put into them and because they haven't um, learnt yet about this power of self-suggestion or learnt yet that, you know, they can actually control their emotions, they can control their reactions to things. And probably one of the best things um, that I read was Viktor Frankl, um, his book The Man's Search for Meaning, I think I've got that right, where in there he just simply says, you know, like, any event that happens, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but any event that happens or we call it a stimulus, you know, any event that happens before we actually respond or react to that event, there is that slight gap in time. Yep, something happens. If we press our pause button then before we respond or react, then we can choose what response or reaction that we want. But in his thing, he says, like, between stimulus and response, there is a gap. And in that gap lay our freedom. Because if we take the opportunity to actually stop before we respond and pay attention to even like with COVID happening or with what we're reading or, you know, everything that's happening around us. It doesn't just have to be about COVID. I mean, every day we're being stimulated by something, you know, every second of the day, in fact. If we can take a moment and pause before we react or respond, then we can choose how we want to react or respond. And that's what he means by in that gap lay our freedom. I love that. Really powerful. And on that notion of achieving the freedom in that gap. You have a resource that we're going to include a link in the show notes and also on the blog for this podcast episode. And that's about how people can look at the reframing, how they can look at tapping into the freedom space. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what's included? Um, it's just a little one page, um, just a little guide, um, like an infographic type of thing um, to um, help people sort of understand the power of language, the power of self-suggestion to be able to help themselves, um, you know, achieve what they want to achieve. So it's, um, it's, it's a powerful little resource, but just enough for people to maybe start that journey on, on, on looking at how they can help themselves and be more in control of their own emotional state and how they feel to achieve and, and be able to achieve you know those things that they want in their life yeah oh that's fantastic it's great for listeners to be able to as you say have a starting place and really get into that journey and uh, the idea of these four episodes starting the year and like empower ourselves uh through thinking about these things differently and using the resources to to make that change so thank you for that and thank you so much but in conclusion we haven't quite finished <laughs> i need to get your be the drop tip so that's your top tip for communication that motivates and inspires action all right so my top tip would be know that you are in control you have limitless potential know that 
so that you can start tapping into it. Mm. And then, and once you've tapped into that, I love it because there, again, the word strength, there is strength in that. That's what then helps motivate and inspire others because they're motivated and inspired by your strength. And certainly I've felt that talking with you today. So thank you so much, Sherry. Thanks very much, Amelia. It's been great being here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.